Welcome back to Dial H for Heroclix. This is episode 208. My name is Chris Britton. I'm your host, so let's go. Dial H for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all of the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me in the studio today is my sexy ranch hand co-host, Calder Ness. Welcome back, man. What's going on? Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. Well, let's start off like we normally do. What made you happy this week? Because I already you know. I think I, 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 I know what it is, because it's the same thing as mine. Uh, I saw Deadpool too. I did too. I, 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 yeah. Oh. Uh, and? And I loved it. I loved it. Some unexpected things happened. I, I got one part spoiled for you. Besides that, I absolutely loved the movie. It was great. It was. It exceeded my expectations. One could say. So, Yourself. <laughs> so there were. I uh, intentionally avoided all spoilers that I could for the movie, so when I saw the movie, I had no idea what was going on. There were a lot of very surprising moments, and without spoiling anything, I did also very much enjoy it. And there were also a lot of parts that I was very upset about because of the storytelling itself. I was certainly. Uh, But, you know, what can you do? But I walked away. I was really happy. It was another frequent use of my movie pass. So, I felt like I got to... Absolutely. All, all the movies I see now, I feel like I'm going to see them for free, even though I'm not, because I already got yeah. one. But, like, in my head, it's like that. It's fantastic. But Nice. All right, well... And then, any movie where I walk out, like, singing 9 to 5, I mean, that had a good soundtrack. And I was like, like 9 to 5. <clears throat> Just, mm. I love movies when you walk out and sing a song. Thunderstruck was used. One of my all-time favorite songs since Iron Man 2, I absolutely love Thunderstruck. It was used and catfished the heck out of me in the movie, but I was still okay with that. Man. The Good multiple music. the multiple references to the movie Frozen made me laugh each time. <laughs> so, uh, fun fact, I've yeah. never seen Frozen, and I don't want to. Okay, well, that's the... weird. I thought that everyone had seen that, and if you have kids out there, I assume that you've seen it like 20 times, so... Uh, <laughs> Whatever, but you probably should watch it just because it's. I'm one of those, trying. One of those no, I'm movies. trying to get through life without watching it because I've the initial response to it, <laughs> everybody going crazy, and then it mellowing down. And I love seeing people's reactions when they say, "Oh yeah, I've never," seen, especially any female at all ever. If you haven't seen Frozen, she will react in the greatest way possible. It's amazing. Well, all right then. <laughs> but Alan Tudyk was in it, so yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, we're not here to talk about Frozen. We're here to talk about Heroclix, the game of Heroclix. So we at Dial H, we like to bring you up-to-date information about the game of Heroclix and other nerd-related content. So let's jump into some news. The first thing in the news section this week is not about Heroclix exactly. It's about that nerd-related content I mentioned. That's a, an article we got from CBR.com. The title of the article is Detective Comics Teases a Big Development for the Entire DC Universe. As always, we will link all of these in the show notes so you can click in them and read them at your leisure. But what this article is talking about is effectively 
DC Comics is creating, or more specifically, Batman is creating a Bat School. A Bat School, a uh, a Wayne Manor's home for gifted orphans, if you will. Do you think it's all going to be orphans? It doesn't, I, I don't know. It doesn't say anything <laughs> about orphans. We've been hitting but... pretty strong on that point so far. <laughs> I don't know. He, you know, in, he canonically he funds an orphanage, right? So I feel like. This isn't too too many steps away from just being like an orphanage school thing. I don't know. It's Batman. Who who knows really? I, who knows? So there is a, a couple of panels in here. I feel like I want to do a, a Batman voice for this. Uh, so Alfred's talking to Batman, and Alfred's like, "This whole project it did make an impact, didn't it? Perhaps next time you'll start an entire school for young vigilantes." And Batman's like, "No, not yet." And then Ralford's like, yes, are you seriously considering... And then Batman ignores it entirely. But he's as alluding... Does. Yeah, as Batman does. He's like, the signal just went up. Talking about... <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the bat signal in the sky. But anyway, they are alluding to the fact that Batman is going to start a school and start training some of the less prominent Bat family members. And in the article, it does mention some... Some characters that have not been clicked in a while, including, well, I guess this Earth's version of Batwoman as well as, let's see, Batwing and some other individuals that are all part of the Bat family. Some of you When are... will we get Bat-Cow? That's, that's my <laughs> So I, I can only hope that in the future a set would include a sub-theme of Bat family based off of what is most assuredly the DC's equivalent of the Xavier School for Gifted Mutants? Pretty much. All right. Moving on to the second announcement. Now, this is from comicbook.com. This is about WizKids specifically. Marvel Strike Team's <laughs> strategy game announced, which is... I'm just going to lay it out right now. It's the dumbest thing I've heard recently, at least this week. It's not the greatest thing you've heard? What? Wow. <laughs> Please, explain to me are you, are you sure? what this is, Calder. Because, spoiler alert, it's not what you think it is, folks. The strategy game. Come on, Chris. Don't, don't be hating on this. The WizKids games, the maker of Marvel Heroes, is giving Marvel fans a brand new way to do battle with their favorite Marvel characters in the new strategy game, Marvel Strike Teams. WizKids describes Marvel Strike Teams as a quote-unquote overlord-style game using the HeroClix combat-style miniatures in a new way. The game will release in October alongside its first expansion, Avengers Initiative. Now, in Marvel Strike Teams, one player becomes a criminal mastermind running the villains and overseeing the game in a similar way to the Game Master of a role-playing game. So be nice to your villains, folks. Each of the players takes on the role of their favorite Marvel hero, attempting to thwart the Mastermind's plot on the box, we see a big Baron Strucker. Kind of you assume that he is probably one of the more prominent villains you can play as, as long as we see a Captain America, Quake, Iron Man, and she is from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., isn't she? That's, That's uh... Quake. No, 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 the other one. The one Not above Quake. her? Uh, the chick... Yeah, the one above her. Is that uh, Melinda May? Is that who that's supposed to be? Interesting. Let's go if with it that. Is. I don't... Yeah, I don't... it just it kind of looks like her hero quick skill. Anyways... It should be noted, while the characters are represented in the game with Heroclix style figures with clicks bases, these figures, of course, will not be compatible with the traditional Heroclix collectible miniatures game. What? <laughs> this 
so let me get this straight. Let's lay it all out. There is yep. something that WizKids is making. On the box, it labels it a strategy game, something very familiar to a lot of Heroclix players. On the box, it also uses the word Heroclix not once but twice. And on the bottom left, it has a little symbol that says Combat Dial System. It leads you to believe that this is actually a Heroclix game. But it's not compatible with Heroclix, the game. It isn't. What, what is isn't. this? So, it is Heroclix, not Heroclix. And it doesn't make any sense at all. But, you know, because it's not like we've had a strategy game in the past that had swappable dials with the sculpts. Because that would be ridiculous, Chris. Why would we ever do that? That would yeah. be, yeah, that'd yeah. be dumb. So, clearly we are just not smart enough to to see WizKids' reasoning on this. They're playing some, like, 4D They're, chess is what's going on. Yeah, 4D chess. That's exactly what this is. You know what I really think this is, though? What's that? You see my downstairs mix-up? Yeah, I didn't ask to see that, did I? I'm all Greg. That's exactly what it is. This exactly, makes no yep. sense, and WizKids makes it way too easy for us to make fun of them. Very true. So... There's that. You can go and spend an MSRP of $59.99, and you can buy yourself one of these, and then there's an additional expansion pack for an MSRP of $29.99. It's the for the listeners at home, I may very well buy this. Seriously, sadly. No, don't, don't you dare. Actually, it's <laughs> your money. You spend it how you want, but whatever. Yeah, You're not fooling me, whiz kids. <laughs> I've caught on to your game. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's I move on. I can't even believe how they make something like this. Yeah, let's move on. Let's just move uh, on. The, we, could, we could dwell on this all day. There's, there's so much salt. It's uh, it's like the Dead Sea in here. It's that salty. Yeah. Let's move on. We actually have a few Heroclix previews for this week, but let's go ahead and start it off with a few more Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Unplugged set. Calder, would you like to start us off? Absolutely. I'll start us off with Bebop, number 0, 22 in the set. He's a rare. This is the 8-bit Bebop sculpt. He has one special combat symbol of Indomitable. He has five range. He clocks in at 100 points with a seven-click-long dial, but like six usable clicks. We'll get to that in a minute. Ah, oh, there we go. He has two traits, level boss, flashing orange. We've seen this before. So when he would be KO'd, turn him to click seven, heal him one click. If on the opposing force has one or two characters, otherwise heal him two clicks. Protected pulse wave, ain't that great. Second trait is stop getting away. Once per turn when a friendly character within three squares named Rocksteady hits with an attack, that part of the costed action after resolutions Bebop may make an attack. If he does and misses, which is kind of funny, deal that Rocksteady one unavoidable damage. Uh, so he pairs well with Rocksteady. He has running shot for his first three clicks, invulnerability top dial, followed by three clicks of toughness. After his three clicks of running shot, he has three clicks of sidestep, three clicks of super strength, two clicks of super senses, and on the same sidestep super strength clicks, he has three clicks of prob. On his very last click, he has only one power, and it's leap and climb. Uh, he's still semi-solid because he has a 9 attack and 2 damage. Uh, not great, though. His special attack power for his first 3 clicks, which pair with his running shot, is it's time for the Pirate Whip. Obviously. Incapacitate when Bebop uses it. And 
after resolutions, hit characters are dealt one penetrating damage and can't move or make attacks during their next turn, which is, spoiler, really good. Agreed. Incoming! Oh, jeez. Was that an intentional soundbite, or just... <laughs> that, that is my phone text tone. Whoops. You know, in the grand scheme of things, you could have a much more embarrassing text tone. Very true. Very true. Is that all, all right. I wanted to say about uh, Bebop? He, he has Foot Clan, Team Z Villain, Animal, Pirates, and Warrior Keyword. And yeah, that's about all. I, I like him. I like him a lot. The best part of this figure is the Pirate Keyword. It is awesome, yes. I'm very that's, happy. That's my fault. Now, before we move on, I do want to go back. First of all, I want to say thank you to this listener, and second of all, give him credit. It was a correction that we said last episode we were talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle previews and we were talking about whether you are or are not adjacent to yourself based on traits and stuff like that. So uh, Mr. Cody Williams said you are not adjacent to yourself and the trait, this is directly related to this flashing orange level boss trait, uh, the trait has protected pulse wave, not all caps protected pulse wave. So the, it's just the trait that's protected. So... If you are a listener and we mess something up and you want to send us a correction like Cody, we will thank you for that and move on. On to the next figure, which is going to be, you guessed it, Rocksteady, since we already have Bebop, Foot Clan, TMNT, Villain, Animal, Pirate, Warrior, keywords coming in at 100 points as well. He has the level boss flashing orange trait, as well as stop getting in my way. Once per turn, when a friendly character within three squares named Bebop hits, with an attack that's part of a costed action. After resolutions, Rocksteady may make an attack. If he does and misses, deal that Bebop one unavoidable damage. I think this is super flavorful. I really like like the trait. Um, at least it makes sense. And then he has a special attack power called Time for the Pirate Sword instead of a whip. He has Blades, Claws, and Fangs. When Rocksteady uses it, increase the result of the D6 roll by the number of action tokens on the target. So we're talking at a maximum of 8 damage. He has top dial, 7 speed with charge, 10 attack with that special attack power, 18 defense with invulnerability, 3 base damage with exploit. But I think I would probably always roll the Blades. Instead of just taking the three base damage because that's super fun. What's it is? You could well, you could do twelve damage or not twelve, eight damage. <laughs> Let me do math correctly. Um, other than Indon <laughs> has no special combat symbols and has three range one bolts, a seven click long dial. Here's what I don't like about this dial: uh, click number seven is completely worthless, absolutely worthless. Yeah. They have like leap and climb. Naked attack, naked defense, naked damage. It's just a worthless click. If they would have dropped 10 points on each of these, both Bebop and Rocksteady, because uh, Bebop's last click mirrors uh, Rocksteady's, uh, yeah, we saved 10 points a click, and they'd only be six click long dials for 90 points apiece. I'd rather have the 20 points than those two worthless clicks. That's just me. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Do you you want this shredder? I do want this shredder. This helmetless, beautiful man of a shredder. So, he uh, 
He's Shredder, folks. He's at 0-24, so he's coming right off of Rocksteady. He's got Foot Clan, Team T Villain, Martial Artist, Mystical, and Ruler keywords. He has zero range, one special combat symbol, Indomitable. He is clocking in at 80 points. He has a plus... Ah, uh, shoot, I can't quite read how much point that is for that trait, the Illusionary Double 20. trait. 20 points. All right. Illusionary Double, free. So this is would make him 100 points. If no friendly character named Shredder Illusion is on your force, generate a Z005 Illusion token. Uh, your opponents don't score that character. So is there a 005 character in the set, or is that a Pog is kind of my question. I believe it's going to be a character in the set. It has the set symbol, so we assume... So, well, with the thing. amount of re-sculpt use in this set, I, it's almost guaranteed that it'll be an actual yeah, yep. figure. So, uh, another Shredder. There we go. Yeah, Shredder. Shredder Illusion. Because we don't have Shredder, not Shredders, like a Shredder clone. That would be ridiculous. Obviously, we need we need more. He has uh, another trait, Game Boss, flashing red this time. I know you're all going crazy to figure out what how this differs. All right, so the first two times each game, Shredder would be KO'd. Instead... Turn him to click number six. Heal him one click if there are if an opposing force has one or two characters. Otherwise, heal him two clicks. Protective pulse wave. So it happens twice, which is pretty awesome. His second trait is retro mutagen ray. Outwit. When Shredder uses it, the targeted character can use earthbound neutralized until your next turn. Isn't that nice? So not only do you get outwit, so you can outwit whatever you want. You can also cancel their indomitable and flight and stuff. That's 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 amazing. Just oh, beautiful. So what are we looking at dial wise on Shredder himself? He's got a seven movement charge for three clicks. He has twelve attack blades, which goes down to an eleven. His next two clicks. He has a seventeen defense with Mastermind. His top three clicks, and he has four damage on a stop click, and then three damage on the other two clicks with shape change on all three of those clicks. So that's a charge blades, Mastermind, shape change, top dial. You probably won't roll blades for Shredder since it is a four damage. I know we said that's pretty fun, but he's more fun with Rocksteady than it would be a Shredder, so I'm taking that base four. Then, after he loses that on his first three clicks, he has two clicks of sidestep with I almost said incapacitate. With persistent strike, sixteen toughness, two damage. That's with the retro mutagen ray all back dial. And on his last click, he loses sidestep. And he loses Prisoner Strike, and he just has Toughness and the Mutagen Ray. I really like the Shredder. He's cool. Now, to me, this is completely unrelated to the actual dial itself, but is it weird to see a Shredder without a helmet to you? It's super weird to see a Shredder without a helmet. Like, to me, I don't know why, but to me, Shredder always has, like, the almost Wolverine-like claws po poking out of his gauntlet, and he always yep. has the helmet. So, what? I mean, I mean I, just, this is probably directly from the video game. Yeah. I get that, but, like, why, you know? Like, why would they even design this back in the 80s? It's probably accurate. I don't know why. I don't even know why, to be honest with you. It's, it's odd. It's weird. All right. Another thing about this, I just thought it was super weird. They made him base 80 points, but with the special trait, he's the same amount of points as Bebop and Rocksteady, even though he is Game Boss flashing red. So yep. I guess you can play all three of them on an even 300-point team. That's kind of cool. This extra character, I mean, based on, like, Shredder is solid right now, but he might be really crazy good 
once we see what the Shredder Illusion does. That's you a know, good like how much that helps. That's a really good point. And lastly, before we move on, I did want to say that I was wrong on my prediction on what the Flashing Boss Red was going to be. Remember, I said it was going to be either uh, instead of one or two clicks of healing, it was going to be like two or three. It's yeah. even better. Yep. You it get, it's even better than what I thought it was going to be. So I'll give it that. It's actually pretty decent. So. It is. You want yeah. to talk about the uh, two pogs? Uh, you can, but I want to. Well, I'll, I'll cover one of them real quick. But I do want to ask you now, since we have a good significant portion of this set that is spoiled, we know what it is. Are you really feeling this set or no? I probably won't buy a countertop display, but if I see some singles, I'll probably pick up a couple. You know, that's where I I'm at think... right now. I honestly think that I will not buy a single thing from this set. Hmm. Too much sculpture use for my end. And then the care, the only ones that I actually wanted, which were the 2012 Turtles, apparently they're all super rare, so that's not going to happen. It took me forever yeah, to end up with the uh, IDW Turtles, and only two of them were super rare, and that Mikey's still going for like 30-something dollars. Jeez. So, yeah, right? Mm. So I'm like, no, no, probably not going to happen. But let's talk about a capture bot that's absolutely sure to bring in all of the <laughs> dollars. Uh, coming in at 10 points, this is, I assume this is in the Fast Forces. Uh, two range with one bolt. Has Indom. Five speed with plasticity. Eight attack with poison. 17 defense with toughness. So legitimately, this is a pretty good pog. You had me at two range. <laughs> not gonna lie, that two that two range is kind of dumb. That's probably more of a flavor thing. Like it actually yeah. shoots something out of its hand in the game. But this is a good pog for ten points. It's, you got you got your plasticity poison. Yeah, that's but, true. But out of the two, the two pogs that we got, he's not the good one. No, we've got Mudman. No, 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 no. Anyways, so Mudman clocks in at twenty points. 10 points more than all these other pogs we've had. He actually is a trait. He's apparently a boss, so that's cool. We're going to just cover the dial really quick. Uh, four movement, sidestep, 10 attack with... It looks quake. orange. It, okay, so it's Quake. Maybe I'm colorblind. I thought it was orange. Okay, it's Quake. Uh, 10, sorry, 17 defense with super senses, 3 damage with shape change. The super senses are shape change. That's not good. No. Plus, he has a trait, engulfing boss. Plasticity, so he also has traded plasticity. As you imagine, a person made of mud would. Mudman starts the game with two life tokens and gains a life token each time he KOs an opposing character. When Mudman would be KO'd, if he has only, if he has any life tokens, instead just remove one. Protected Pulse Wave. This is actually potentially a really like nasty pog to use. Does this feel to you like the single best pog that they have made since? Scotty's Warbot? Yes, because this guy can potentially be nuts broken with the way he's kind of got like stop clicks going on. I mean, shape change, super senses. That's solid 10 attack. Just go in there, sweep up something, get some more life. I, I really like this. Really I, I don't, because I'm not real great at formulating these types of things, but he is a standard size character. Oh, for sure. So that's important to note for future team building purposes. But seriously, super change su and uh, su super change. Yeah, why super not? We'll call, we'll call it super change. Super change, Mudman. Here's what I'm gonna be slightly upset about. 
if this mud man, which looks just like Clayface to me, ends up being better than the Clayface that I hope they make in the Batman animated set. A joke's on us we don't get a Clayface. No. (laughs) Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) Clayface was like one of the best villains Uh, in that entire show. They better make a Clayface. He had a really good episode, so it's one of my favorites, actually. Clayface is good. But anyway, Mudman. Mudman's fantastic. Um, do, Do you think... He'll be in the Fast Forces, probably. But do you think there will only be one of them in the Fast Forces? I think there's only going to be one of them and two of every other generic robot pog thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. I can oh. see that. All right. Is there anything else you want to talk about with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figures? Nope. All right. There is one more figure I'm kind of excited for just because I like talking about them. I don't even collect them, but I like talking about them. And that is... I think the last con exclusive that we got that didn't come out in the batch of con exclusives that we got before with Orion and and the Mecha Batman and whatever, we got a KC Power Woman. So this is Power Girl, but in the KC universe, since it's like set 30 years or 50 years or whatever in the future, she's, I guess, decided to become Power Woman instead of Power Girl. And her dial really reflects it because she's really good. So, she's a beat stick, and just like you would expect, she is a KC figure, so she has no special pretty much anything. It's just really high stat values. So, here we go. Justice League, Justice Society, Kryptonian, and Future Keywords, so that's all really good, especially with the Justice League. She does have one of the isolated traits, so this one's isolated from this violent world. She begins their dial on click number 11. Uh, She has a mobile, just like the rest of them. It's the same trade as all the rest of them, but what is the actual click? Zero speed with a special speed power called Justice League Enforcer. At the beginning of your turn, action total plus one. That could be very, very good. It's 25 points to do this, by the way. So an an extra action total is plus one. Now this is obviously not a leadership, so if you stack this with leadership, you're going to get two extra actions for the turn. Fantastic. She also has 18 defense with defend, as well as zero damage with enhancement. So, that's pretty sweet. She also has, like you would expect, the KC team ability and the Superman ally team ability. I don't think that'll come in too handy with her. You'll see why. But it's going to be more handy, I would suspect, on teams with wildcard. But here's the dial. 160 points, flight, indom as your special combat symbols, 6 range, 1 bolt. Top dial is just brutal. 12 speed with charge, 12 attack with super strength, 18 defense with invincible, 5 printed damage with enhancement, or with empower, I'm sorry. So... What other possible beat sticks that are KC could you possibly want to use with this character who has Empower? Oh, I don't know. Shazam? Superman? Wonder Woman? (laughs) Okay. So she is seven clicks long. The dial goes from some charge, super strength, to two clicks. That's two clicks of that. Two clicks of sidestep quake with two clicks of impervious, two clicks of close combat expert with four printed damage apiece. So a possible six damage, which is fantastic. 
Two clicks after that are sidestep, 10, and then 11 attack. 17 defense with invulnerability. Three printed damage on both of those clicks with range combat experts. So there's five damage that you could do. And then her last click just is like a nice little cherry on top of this beautiful cake, beautiful pie. Is eight speed with hypersonic speed, 11 attack, 18 defense with toughness, and another four printed damage. So, yeah. I really think that this is, like all the other KC figures, sweet and simple and just throw them out there and they go and do their thing. There's not really finesse to these characters and they don't need it. So, I really like this. Also, if this is one of the winnables, just like I said with the Orion, I would like to uh, possibly pick that up from somebody. And that's all I got to say about that. Oh, oh, oh. oh okay. We're done with the power. <laughs> all right. Was that Good. a bad forced yeah. impression? That, I, I tried. I was, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she's a character who got no lines in a storyline that has four issues. So, yeah, obviously she needs to be made, but we still don't have Lex Luthor. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it really, really is the dead sea in here. Uh, but no, seriously, she, I, re I really like her. To be fair, though, most people that play this game don't care about storylines. There's lots of players out there that have never read it, never will read it, don't care about lines. So just to see a Justice League character that adds one action to your action total that also happens to be a beat stick, fantastic. Oh, yeah, it's, that's pretty great. No, sorry, a little sleepy. My bad. Anyway. <laughs> she's good. Not gonna figure out, but she's good. Uh, just messing with you guys. Anyways, last little thing of news. Yeah, it's actually it's not. We actually have all the ID cards to talk about. Maybe we should do that now before because it is related to the uh, the con exclusive things and stuff. The stuff and things. As you know, we had all the ID cards, the X Men ones, and the really cool Batman Arkham Asylum ones we're gonna get. So the inspirations, I almost said the other one, we're doing inspirations first. So Psylocke grants exploit weakness, Rogue steel energy, Poison Ivy grants smoke cloud. We're going to get to not technically poison and smoke cloud here in a bit. And then Banshee has a really interesting inspiration. When hitting with a ranged combat attack, after resolutions, give all hit characters an action token. So he basically grants stunning blow, which is really cool. Uh, but there's also only like one... Banshee in modern age, he has 50 points and he pulse waves and you kind of have to get away from him to pulse wave off. Anyways, whatever. The Batman villains, however, they don't have inspirations. They instead have intimidates. The rules for those read, when the ID character is placed on the map, choose one to last until your next turn. Opposing characters within three squares can't use the listed intimidation powers or power, or opposing characters within three squares modify their attack value negative one. This makes sense. They're villains. They don't really inspire each other. They just kind of intimidate, yeah, other people. Joker lets people not use. Perplex, Harley Quinn, Exploit Weakness, Poison Ivy, Poison Smoke Cloud. They had her twice on this. Why? Two-Face, Probability Control. That actually makes it really good, so I hope we get a better Two-Face. Um, the 65.1 is solid, I guess, because he also has his own weird problem. Mr. Freeze stops people from using Incapacitate. I would prefer, personally, he gave Incapacitate 
because the Fast Force's Mr. Freeze could be a really good call-in if you if he granted more incapacitate, but he doesn't. Look at the Fast Force Mr. Freeze. You'll see why he would be a great call-in if he gave incapacitate instead of stopped others from using it. Either way, really cool. I like what they're doing. The plastic cards look like files, so like that's their classified file. So that's really cool. And that is it for the ID cards. Chris, you got anything to say about those? I really, I'm super glad that they changed it so it wasn't an inspiration because as someone who is so concerned about flavor like I normally am, I would have been like, they aren't inspiring anyone. This makes no sense. But they did, so good on them. Yeah. That's awesome. all I got to say. And then, all right, sweet. And then we got to see the ROC 2018 States map. Last year, if you played in the States, you know that the map was from Logan. It was the tipped-over water tower slash home base of Caliban and Wolverine and Professor X. So that was really cool. I did not win that. Shocker. Uh, this year's map is actually one I really want to try to win. It's really sweet. It is the Battle of Wakanda Let Them In thing going on. So Captain America and Black Panther, as you know, I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a battle of Wakanda. They have a big force field. They decide that it's better to let the enemy in than do something else. It's been it's been a month. Come on, if you haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, I was it, gonna say. Whatever. How, how long is our statute of limitations here? If you haven't seen Infinity War, come on. That's on you. If I spoil <laughs> it. So, anyway, so it's got a force field for about half the map ish. Obviously. One side is going to be great because it specifically funnels in your opponent through three little openings. Uh, I really kind of love it. And it has, like, the tanks in Wakanda that they have, but obviously we never use. Uh, they're really just, like, transport vehicles so people can have a giant melee. And the other side has a little bit of water, and then it's got some bushes for hindering terrain. So you can be stealthed, sort of, at the beginning if you're on the outside of the barrier, but coming in, it is blocking terrain in this barrier. Uh, two squares of blocking terrain each, and you can only go through these small parts. It it's certainly better for one side, but you know the blocking terrain works both ways. So don't don't get too psyched out about being on the other side of the barrier. It's really cool. It's a flavorful map. I will play the heck out of this. I sure wish we got some Infinity War pieces, <laughs> with kids, but it's fine. <laughs> Whatever. But no, the map is amazing, and now I'm actually gonna have to try to actually win it this year. Oh, boy. That feeling when you realize that instead of making Infinity War pieces, WizKids was busy making the Strike Team's HeroClix strategy <laughs> game, the most sought-after strategy game in the history of games ever made, ever. You know what I just reminded oh. myself of? What's that? <laughs> do, do, do you remember... Okay, do you have monster truck rallies in your state? Okay, we're not rednecks, Chris. No, we don't have monster truck rallies. No well, we anybody. have them in Indiana, and I'm telling you right now, we have commercials. And those commercials sound a lot like this. Buy your tickets so you can see Gravedigger Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I reminded myself. <laughs> uh, nice. Anyway, yeah, WizKids, thanks for the Marvel Strike team. Let's go back to that. I hate you all. Oh, <laughs> okay all right we're gonna move on this is actually important this is better stuff this is good stuff wakanda forever this is better stuff than that 
Dally Tours off the value for value model. So our goal is to entertain you guys and gals. And if you feel like we give you value in your life, consider showing us love by leveling up your heroic rank so you can earn your heroic titles like Citizen, Vigilante, Protagonist, and Heroic revel, heroic rank level ups occur the first episode of every month. Guess what? It is the first episode of this month, so let's do this. That's just going to play forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have four people that are going to level up their heroic rank this month. Moving from the title of Citizen to Vigilante is going to be Michael Miller. Moving from Protagonist, we have two people moving from Protagonist. Little Plastic Superheroes and Lucas Van Hollen is going to go to the title of Supervillain or Superhero. That is going to be on you guys. Make sure that you get with us. Let us know what your superhero or supervillain name is going to be, and we will always link you as that. And then, officially, the first Dial H for HeroClick superfan from our Patreon is going to go to Ronnie Wyland, a.k.a. Alicaster. So, thank you all so much for ranking up your heroic levels. And if there's anybody out there that wants to jump in on this, you can do so on our Patreon through our PayPal direct link, which will be put in the podcast show notes. All right. So congratulations, gentlemen. Anything from you, Calder? No, just thank you guys so much for donating. It means a lot. I really appreciate it. Also, we have scopes to talk about from that man, so... We do, we do, I forgot forgot about that. We'll we'll go back to that, but there's also a couple things I want to say. Um, As far as the Patreon goes, uh, if you do donate $7 or more a month on the Patreon, like a few of our listeners have, we're going to go ahead and send you a decal. Uh, Now, there are a couple of you that we need your address. Send us your address, we'll send you a decal, but then in addition to that, On the Patreon, it did say that once we got to the point where we are paying for the podcast due to your guys' wonderful donations, we're going to start giving back to you. And we've hit that point. So since we've hit that point, we're going to do our first giveaway. Uh, We have in front of us, we have a listener. His name is Enrageous. He did something wonderful for us once upon a time, and that was actually to create six tokens. I will put a picture of them on Twitter. So Calder will put it on Facebook, and this is going to be going to six of our patrons. Um, One each, we put a random number generator up to work before we started recording. And basically, in this order, you guys will have your choice of what you would like out of them. So you get to pick one apiece. Lucas, you were chosen first, followed by Ronnie, second. Michael Miller is going to be third. Seth Aaron is fourth. Mike Templeton, though I don't actually believe he answers any of our community questions, he is one of our patrons, patrons, and we do appreciate that. And then rounding it out is going to be Brian Manbach, I believe. So yeah. I'll put a up there. we have uh, six tokens. Eva B. Swarm, Mysterio Illusion, the Hot Air Balloon, Charged Up. Uh, who My standard. That, that would be Overdrive. Overdrive, thank you, and Tony Zuko. So it is made by Enrageous. Uh, Once again, he does good work. So get a hold of us with which one you would like, and we will get that sent to you as long as you give us your address. So we'll move on from there. All right, let's go back 
because I forgot this in the news. It's actually pretty important. I don't know why I forgot this because I'm super excited about it. But we got some sculpts from the Batman animated series that we did not have available to us. Calder has some different ones than I have in front of me. So let's start off with what you have and what you can glean right. from these in front of you, Calder. So what we can see is the prime Hardak, Batman, H-A-R-D-A-C, Batman. Really cool, half-robot, Batman-looking guy. I, I have no idea who he is. I'm, I feel so bad not knowing what episode he's from. Uh, and then we get our first sculpt version of the Tri-Sentinel. Ha! Oh, he looks really cool, because all you've seen is those weird CG sort of sculpt rendition things from Whiskits. But actually, he's got no paint on him yet. All right, so, we, so all the swishes and everything are just one solid gray plastic. But, oh, he looks really cool. Oh, my gosh, so jealous. We also see a animated series, a Wonder Woman. She's got a little flight effect. She's swinging her lasso, getting ready to throw it, catch her. She looks like she has a super rare tab. It's shiny, you know, so I'm, like, I'm thinking super rare. And then we have a baby doll whose sculpt is terrifying as it is accurate. Uh, she's, like, 40 points. She has, actually, she's tiny, which is cool, and she's a super rare. I'm like, eh, super rare, interesting, but cool. My guess is, and I think you'll see this, the actual Justice League are going to be spread out amongst the rarities. So I, I guess we'll see, but we'll start off with the first one that I have, which is Green Lantern, which was my favorite one in the entire animated series for the Justice League. No joke. Justice is, is awesome. It looks like an uncommon, no, I'm sorry, it looks like a common, and if I'm seeing correctly this picture, we have Flight, 7 Range, 1 Bolt, the Justice League team ability, as well as the Green Lantern team ability. Yep. The sculpt looks sweet. It, this is Jon Stewart, Green Lantern, by the way, if you didn't know, and he's got like a sweet construct of a, like a fist, fist getting ready to punch people. He looks super shiny, too, by the way. He does. I don't know why that is, but I'm really excited. He's 75 points. I don't know if I said that or not, but he does have a trait, and I, I think that a 75-point line for a uh, John Stewart Green Lantern is pretty respectable point value. I'm glad they didn't make him like 40 or 50 points, so that's good. Um, we have a second or maybe third super rare that we know of, which is the Ventriloquist. Batman enemy team ability, and that's about all we know other than the fact that he has a trait. We have a Harley Quinn, as you would definitely expect to see a Harley Quinn in a Batman animated set, which, if you didn't know, as far as the character Harley Quinn, her first appearance ever was not in a comic book. It was in the Batman animated series. So this is pretty sweet. We come in at 65 points. Common Batman enemy team ability, five range, one bolt, no other special combat symbols. And then lastly, we got a Clock King of all things, which is a it's an uncommon prime. So there's that. I, I don't know why they chose the ones that they chose Ooh. for. Did, did you, you okay? Oh, sorry, everything went silent for a second. And then all of a sudden you just yelled. Oh, oh I scared you. Fine. Everything. <laughs> Everything is cool. Except Clock King, he is not cool. Why is he a Prime? Why do the Primes suck in the set? No idea. I'm not excited for the Primes so far at all. Hey, you know what that means, though? Uh, two things. One, 
I'll be exceptionally upset when I pull Clock King. Because um, I'm it's guaranteed to happen. That's that's my luck. And then two, these aren't the figures that you would actually want to seek out. So I'm there's a lot of people out there that are like, Yes, I don't have to worry about getting the primes because no one cares about Clock King. Sad, but true. I mean, unless unless you are one of those people out there who, for some reason, absolutely loves the Clock King, then more power to you. I guess the Clock King does have improved something, as well as a trait. I guess we'll find out later. But as of right now, I, uh, yeah, I could definitely pass on the two primes that we've seen. And uh, unless we know for sure that Super, not Super, Wonder Woman is a super rare, I'm going to pass on the super rares as well. Because I, I really could not care less about the ventriloquist. Unless they all do something like really cool, like the shared trait, this is how I deal with the bat. What if they brought that back? That would be really cool. That would be really cool, actually. Yes, I do like that. I mean, I really doubt that they did. Why? Because that would make us happy. But it would, be cool. oh. it would be cool if they did. <laughs> all right. Do you have anything else that you want to talk about in the before we move on to the community section? No, I'm good. Okay, well, then let's do it. There are dozens of us. Dozens! Let's start off with just wishing one of our listeners, and that's uh, Chris Kaepernick, which is in The Enrageous Gentleman. I mentioned it a minute ago. Uh, gone through some bad stuff in his life recently, and we just want to put out good vibes for him because yeah. he's a great dude, and we hope a happy recovery to you. And we love you. Yeah, we love you, man. Yeah. Good, good stuff. All right, next, we put a community question up on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Reddit, and because we got about a billion answers this week, uh, we'll, we'll see how many we get through before we get tired. So, <laughs> Carter, you want to start? Actually, let me read the community question. What are your thoughts on sculpt reuse? Does it affect which sets you buy? Is it a slippery slope? And what percentage of a set being reused is too much? Carter. Awesome. Fantastic. Uh, will you give my opinion really quick? I'll do that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it hasn't, like, totally messed with me too much because some sets I don't buy a lot. As long as it doesn't happen cross, like, sets, it's happening with TMNT. But I've bought so few of the old, like, Teenage Ninja Turtle sets that I'm, like, okay with it because this will actually be the first time I'm getting some of these sculpts. That's my lazy fault in not buying any other sets prior. When it happens in... Other sets, like it happened in Spirit of Spider-Man, when they, like, my biggest issue was the Kingpin, Mr. Hyde, Skull Swap. Wasn't really a fan of that. And, you know, that wasn't terrible, but it was horrible in ADW making some of the rares the same sculpts as the commons. Same thing with What If, making the rares same as the commons with that Thor, Spider-Man, Iron Man. When it's, like, three sculpts in one set for all these different characters... It is horrible. Like, so, Elseworlds and What If were absolutely terrible. But so far, like, X-Men Xavier Schools has only one or two sculpt uses. I think it's getting better. Every set since What If and Elseworlds has been better about sculpt reuse. So hopefully we are on the up with that. So if you had to pick a percentage of a set, and obviously we haven't done the math on, like, what percentage these sets are hitting right now, but... I think, without doing any math, it's a pretty good, educated guess to say that this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle set is the most percentage of a sculpt reused set. It looks like it's going to be like seen. 50% sculpt reuse. 
if not more. Yeah. So so what is your personal percentage? What what stops you from just being like, nope, I'm I'm just not gonna buy anything because they can't make new sculpts. So I guess if we're saying like it's a seventy to sixty something figure set, I'm okay with about ten percent of it being used, so doubling up on like five or six characters is is fine for me. As long as they are not the same character with the same sculpt, if they are a different character with the same sculpt, I'm okay with it with a different paint job. That should be a given. Okay. So yeah, yeah about ten percent. And I, I think we can go ahead and throw out the primes, right? Like those are not factored into yeah. things that would like make us upset. One, we expect that because it's just like yep. completely different versions of the character, or it's a completely different character entirely that just happens to look the same as some of the other characters. Like yep. that's okay. But we're talking about when you get three different daredevils that are the exact same. Oh. Yeah. So ten percent for you. Yep. I'd say so. I think I'm actually, believe it or not, I'm going to be a little bit more lenient oh. than you, and I'm going to say about 20%. At about 20% is when I'm just going to stop be like, no, I don't want to invest any of my money into this set. As far as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle set that's coming out, it did legitimately upset me how much sculptry use is going on. And there's a difference, because I noticed, there's a difference between inset sculpt reuse and then cross-set sculpt reuse. And that was what actually was the tipping point for me, for this set. Okay, yeah. When you realize that they're, they're not even, they're pulling stuff from old sets, just reusing those and just brandishing it as like a brand new product, it's not a new product. So, at that point, that was when I realized I'm not spending a dime on this set. So, WizKids, if there's one of you out there that listens, just understand that I'm not the only one that thinks that way. I guarantee you, there's some other people out there that are like, no, you're not getting a dime from me because you play these kind of tricks. Alright. So, there's that. Now, we did get like a billion answers, like I said, some of which are actually going to agree with us. It falls all over the continuum. And some not so much. And I love when there's like this many different opinions. It's fantastic. So why don't you hit what's, hit us down the list, call her, and see where we end up. Absolutely, freaking lovely. TJ Hamilton, I don't mind sculpture use in moderation, but give it a different paint job. I think now normally we, we like to comment on each of these as we kind of go through or ones that we just choose to, but let's, uh, let's just hammer out some yeah. of these. And if there's anything really sticking out there then we might stop and jump on that but we've got our man from finland said uh tiamu said i've long since accepted skull reuse as a necessary evil of the game sometimes it's used well it even results in something great boss slash minions are one example sometimes they're lazy dr strange count nefaria from uh, adw comes to mind he has three additional tweets worth of information past that but time constraint go calder i really hated that count nefaria thing nick zim it's getting to a point where it's too much. They did a better job in the most recent set with paint, but it's gotten to the point where there's such a small percentage of, play, of playable figures in each set that I've scaled way back on purchases. Also, Power Creep has come back with a vengeance. Agreed on Power Creep. Citizen Collectible said, I understand the need to save money and reuse sculpts. Do it for generics, like Nick Fury and the first wave of TMNT set. Where one sculpt is used multiple times. I hate reusing a sculpt to give us a worthless piece, like a dune buggy or a mercenary. 
world's finest way overboard with it. And there's more. And you guys are always welcome to jump onto Twitter and Facebook. Read these at your leisure. Aries Edge. I guess they're trying to affect their bottom line as well. So, if they were to reuse sculpts, they would still have to give me a different paint scheme at least. Look at sculpts like Dagger, Bullseye, and Talon. Probably the same sculpts with different paints, and I'm fine with that. But if you look to more you know, recent sets like Elseworlds and What If, kind of like I said, these were supposed to be very special sets for us, and the sculpt reuse was horrible in these sets, which made me cringe. Also as bad as the old Incredible Hulk and Galactic Guardian sets. Yeah, that's horrible. Is anything ever really as bad as the Hulk set, though? Because that was by far one of the worst sets ever made. Well, you don't want to open a booster and get Matt Murdock and John Jonah Jameson, Bruce Banner, like all these random dudes. Uh, Wolverine. Uh, Wolverine, baby. Mr. <laughs> Clicksplick said, I don't mind it on commons, uncommons, and fast forces. However, the sculpt reuse on this latest TMNT set on Super Rares is really bad and makes me not want to buy the set at all. Peter Zachary, I didn't notice the sculpt reuse for a while. Then I was woke. No, I'm sorry. Fielded the initiative team from Avengers Assembled. And then it hit me. Why does my metal have the same sculpt and size as the Triathlon slash 3D Man slash Scarlet Spider? Metal is supposed to be a bruiser. Should at least be similar size to Juggernauts. The reuse has gotten to a point where I now focus on the keyword specific figs and more often than not, pick up singles. If I like the sculpt or the sculpts, or I will sculpt slash swap mod figure to be desirable. Mr. Enrageous said, don't reuse bad sculpts, what if, compared to Elseworlds. Creativity and dial and variations go a long way. I hated Hot Dog Daredevil. Ah, <laughs> oh, so weird. He's throwing the baton. Ah, our other guy from Finland, our man from Finland, Petri Latar. I still, I still feel bad. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, I'm a filthy American. For comments and generics, it doesn't bother me as much as I still think it is an issue for rares and above. I think it is unacceptable. I agree. I, I'm so on that same bus. Chris Kurt said, I'm pretty tired of it. Should only be maybe two per 74 set, like the Primes. I think he went, like, far Whoa. even worse than Whoa. us. Man, he's like, he's, like, so anti-sculpture use. All right, go ahead. All right, uh, chance of a call. If the paint is different, I don't mind. There have been sets, what if, where it's really annoying. Agreed. Uh, okay, so I think that this might be Alicaster on Twitter. I'm not 100% sure. It's Ronnie. Uh, so Dilate Superfan Ronnie Alicaster said, I think it's almost required on Fast Forces and Primes. Past that, 10% is too much. At least dig deeper from past sets for reuse. <laughs> Um, no, well, I guess there's a cutoff point, right? Like, how far do, back? Yeah, like how far back do you go to reuse sculpts? I guess because if you really think about it, you talk to a lot of people, there's there's almost two types of people. There are people like me that have been playing for 15 years, and then there's people that are like, I've only been paying, playing for like the past two or three years. So if the cutoff point's like use sculpts from four years ago or five years ago or something like that, then a lot of newer players would not even know that they were reused. Very some true. of us would, obviously, but some of us would never know, which is kind of funny for us people that have been playing for a while. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, good. Good point. Christian de Montre, I hope. 
I think it's more frustrating as the rarity increases. A common or uncommon reuse is okay, but then a rare reuse, it hurts a little bit. I feel you. <laughs> I just like how you're like, I hope at the beginning of that. <laughs> yeah. We apologize uh, if we butcher your name. Butcher your name, yeah. All right, well, we also have another super villain or superhero, depending on what he chooses. Little plastic superheroes sculpt reuse on commons, uncommons, rares, fast forces, and LEs are fine, but not between sets. The new sculpts. When a set drops is half the fun. I agree. Brian Vaughn, in moderation is fine. What if was a <laughs> show with basically 17 versions of the same four characters, and that's not okay. Bushido, Justin Sly, sculpt reuse is okay from sets more than two years old, with 95% being rare and below. Example, I'm okay with the new set rare Batman being same sculpt as the Trinity War Batman. Just color differently. I don't like reuse within sets. Fair enough. Jacob Weaver. Uh, putting out a little, little fourth wall break. I mean, Austin Smith is just a Gene Belcher repaint. To which Austin Smith replied, don't you hurl factual statements at me as if they were insults. Uh, Andrew Alderson, if Gene Belcher is like the Cajun clone of Gene Belcher or something, if so, then that's uh, definitely not awesome. That dude's probably too sexy. But if you've seen Bob's Burgers and you know the normal spelling of Gene Belcher, uh, it's yeah, I can see, I can see the Austin Smith. Have you seen Bob's Burgers, Chris? I don't want to get too far off on the. Thing. Yeah, I know I like Bob's yeah. Burgers, okay. but I'm so lost right now. I'll be completely honest. Okay, you know Gene, uh, Bob's son. Yeah. Yeah, so that's Austin Smith. He's basically a repaint. Interesting what they're going with. I appreciate it. I like it. Let's do it. <laughs> that's that's okay. all I got. All right, uh, Vigilante Michael Miller said, It is an unfortunate cost-cutting reality. I understand it is necessary to keep prices down. Doesn't mean I like it. No more than 15%. Now, he hit on something I do want to talk about because no one else brought it up before. Yes, this is 100% a cost-cutting, effective measure of cost-cutting, I might add. Um, the, I heard a rumor a few years ago. I don't know if it's true. I don't know how it holds up. But here's what I heard. A single sculpt in the game of Heroclix is thousands and thousands of dollars to have somebody sculpt it, like upwards of $10,000 per sculpt. So if it's anywhere near that, and they do need to spend, let's say for this example, 10 k a pop for a set that they spend $74,000, right, making a set of all brand new figures, they have to cut costs they're not going to spend $74,000 on a set, so they're going to cut it down as much as they can, especially if they can cut, if it is close to that, $10,000 save per sculpt reuse. I can understand it from a business standpoint. I don't like it at all. I don't think anyone does, but at least we can acknowledge that that's probably an accurate way and responsible way to run a business. Fair enough. And I, I guess if they're reusing sculpts means the super rares get those really cool paint jobs like they got in XXS, then maybe it's not so bad, right? I mean, yeah. Maybe there's some give and take there. Malcolm Rush, the man from Japan. As they spread out, you know, they get used out, and if they can do a good job on the repaint, you know, it's hard to see if they are reused. So I can understand what he's saying there. Uh, super fan, vigilant, I'm sorry, protagonist and... This week on Twitter, Trailer Swift. <laughs> 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 
Seth Aaron. Uh, we have Skull Reuse in a set doesn't bother me. But in the Turtles case, for instance, almost every piece being a sculpt reuse is annoying. If you're reusing a sculpt from a way older set, that's fine. But if there have been multiple sets with reuse in it, it just pollutes the game. Strong words. Strong words from Shadow Sweat. Loyal Miller, I don't mind reuse as much as just the flooding of one character. I mean, how many Captain Americas? Well, I'll stop you right there. We're just going to redact that statement. How many Iron Mans do we actually need? <laughs> You can make 7,000 Captain Americas. That is correct. I mean, I would much rather see different characters, which is why, like most of Infinity Set, although I was looking at my Kronos and Ego Prime, as they are the same sculpt, with hair and paint, and I also don't like the amount of Batman we have. Hmm. I, I think Batman was one of the driving forces of actually selling DC clicks, so I doubt that they will ever stop making reuse sculpt Batmans. Yeah. Last answer I have on Twitter is from Jason Levine. Haven't heard from you in a while, man. Glad to have you back. I can understand sculpt reuse within a set. It's annoying, but understandable. Sculpt use between sets, by, that, by the way, that word between is in all caps, is Ooh. just lazy. And WizKids is never lazy. Uh, Tyler Mirren, I understand why they have to do it at the lower rarities, and I'm sort of okay with it. I mean, what if in else worlds almost felt like 30 to 40 percent, and that seems high. When they are variants with repainted sculpts, that you, that is usually fine. But what I would rather see is more dynamic sculpts from older sets used more. So this is the second time we had someone mention used sets from older uh, used sculpts from older sets. It seems like a majority of the reuse comes from most boring sculpts in the first place. Like, hair, hey, man, look, Daredevil's trying to sword fight with his staff thing at the bus stop again. Or, poor blind guy. Someone should really help him. Appreciate, appreciate that. I didn't even think about that, but that's actually a really good point. Because let's, as there are longtime listeners and they know, we have an annual award ceremony. One of the categories in the award ceremony is going to be best sculpt of the year there's lots of runners up there are some fantastic sculpts and those fantastic sculpts generally generally end up being super rares so true if not chases yeah if not chases so for this example let's go back to man bat man bat i believe was the winner of this year's was it this year's last year's last year yeah uh, uh award ceremony so he won We'll probably never get that man bat again, but it is such a fantastic sculpt. If they are going to reuse sculpts, they need to save money on sculpts. Why don't they make, or why don't they reuse the sculpts that are just absolutely gorgeous? True. Because not many people got their hands on that man bat, and a lot of people yeah. wanted it just because it was so pretty. So why don't you just make uh, lower rarities with the same reuse? I guarantee you, people would be less upset about that than reusing a bunch of commons and uncommons. No, I agree. Moving on to Reddit, we have Deadpool7. It said, Sculpt reuse is a necessary evil as prices for everything start to rise. Heroclix is already pretty expensive at $13 per booster pack, so I'm sure that WizKids will do anything they can to keep the price from going up. That means cutting costs somehow, and let me tell you, molds are expensive. All yeah. caps on expensive. Uh, there's more to his post, so go read it on Reddit, but it does couple with what a couple of our listeners have already said. Tristan Campos. Normally it doesn't bother me, but I will say it's starting to get dumb. However, I appreciate it due to how cheap it is to make the product. I guess as long as we get quality figures, as in paint job and powers are correct, 
I really can't complain. Oh, power's being correct. Ooh, whoa. This is Whiskers we're talking about. Sorry. I really can't complain that much. I do wish that they are going to reuse the sculpt, maybe not from the same set like they have recently. Okay. We have somebody that made a counterpoint to something that a lot of our listeners have already said. This is from a era Drogfe. I don't know. I'll accept it as a necessary evil as long as I'm never stuck trying to tell two figures from two different sets apart. Or essentially an entire set as a sculptor use on some level or another. So he's actually, he or she, is actually advocating against using uh, reuse sculpts from different sets. Because I guess that's true. That's a good point. You could be sitting down at a table, see a sculpt from a set that you think you know what it is, and then realize, oh, this is from like four years ago, different sculpt. So I can kind of see that. There's more to the answer. Go read it on Reddit. Yeah, so which Fugitoid am I playing against? Because I have no idea. That's kind of how it feels. <laughs> uh, Citizen Christian Bogan. For full sets of sculpt reuse, it does, you know, for some of it does make sense. It doesn't really affect which set I buy. Maybe if more than one-third of the set is sculpt reuse, that would be too much. However, when it comes to OP kits and whatnot, I think that sculpt reuse shouldn't be used there, which is interesting because that's kind of what they've been doing. They are new figures and can be won or bought. They should be unique sculpts to make them more desirable to obtain. Then I see his point. Very valid. Yeah. That was our last one on the Facebook. Okay, I will uh, jump through a couple of these. Some of them are actually really short. So, The Great Shmi said, I think it's fine if it's just for generic, but sets like Elseworld and even the new Team and T set are taking it way too far. Bentley82 said, I've noticed I keep less figures and I have less interest in sets with high sculptory use. Magnus Cthulhu said, couldn't care less. Sculpts are fun, but essentially secondary to my enjoyment of the game. Carabella 999, for CUR figures, I don't see a big issue as long as they have a different paint job. Shabby1 said, it's annoying, but understandable from a business standpoint. That's why we have sculpt swaps. The Bat of the Night said, mold slash problem, mold problems, mold money. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) Actually, that was pretty pretty funny. All right. Nice puns on on the Reddit. That's why I go to Reddit. Just kidding. Uh, I don't care. Just give me the Black Vortex set, please. (laughs) And the last answer I have from Genius of Sam Rockwell. I don't care. Sculpts are irrelevant to me. I didn't know Sam Rockwell played Heroclix. That's insane. He came back from the grave just to play Heroclix. Impressive. Cool. All right, so... All of that being said, all of those answers wrapped up. There are quite a few disagreements amongst each other if they were actually sitting down having uh, a conversation about this in real life. But if there's anybody out there that works for WizKids that's listening to this, I really hope that you take some of what was just said from, what, 30 of your your players, 40 of your players, into account and realize you might be making a business mistake Now, that's why we put it in the question, is this a slippery slope? The reason why we put that in there specifically on purpose was because it didn't used to be this way, obviously. Okay, let's take back the idea that there was C-U-R set, or rev sets, I'm sorry. Rev sets had a common, uncommon, and rare, and generally there was sculpture used with a few minor changes every once in a while, depending on the character. But past that, when sets were just brand new characters, there's not a lot of sculpture use, and I feel like the percentage of sculpture use per set has been slowly increasing 
and they are pushing the envelope to see what they can get away with. Where is the tipping point from a buyer standpoint, a consumer standpoint, at which they go, this is too much, I'm out? There's got to be that calculation somewhere in the whiz kids background. And I assume that there's some people in a boardroom meeting going, what do you guys think that we can get away with? What percentage of a set can we get away with? And I just think, me personally, that they've been increasing that percentage just a little bit. Not 1% per set. That's too fast. I'm saying like 0.3% per set over time, every set. Mm. And just for a gradual increase with probably a couple sets where it went down. But generally speaking, I think that we're on a positive uh, line here towards sculptor use. So is this new TMNT set, is this an outlier? I uh, outlier or is this going to be closer to what the new norm is? So if you're listening to this podcast and you're worried about the next set coming out and you don't know whether you want to spend a bunch of money on it, maybe think whether this matters to you or not. And if this does matter to you in capitalism, effectively your money is a vote. And if you're voting for a product, AKA buying the product, that means you actually agree with whatever that company is doing as far as a business standpoint. So that being said, just keep that in mind the next time they make a set. And if this trend continues, because we just don't know where it's going to go from here. But as someone who's been playing as long as I have, I'm just saying I think I'm beginning to see a trend here. It's taken a few years for me to notice, and I think that that was the goal all along. Hmm. How far can we push this envelope little by little before people actually start noticing and I finally noticed. So, anything you want to say, Calder? You know, I think you covered it pretty well. I, I will agree. When it comes to companies and everything, they don't really if they don't listen to our feedback, they will listen to our wallets, money talks, and all that good stuff. So the best way to quote unquote protest something if you don't like how they are running it is to just simply not buy the product and once they see that they are losing money just it's kind of like solo if you realize Solo had horrible box office numbers i thought it was a really good movie but because of how lackluster last jedi was people were not excited to see solo so they did not go see it right away and that affected negatively the income for star wars it's some of the lowest box office numbers especially for a star wars movie and so just kind of basing it off everything we know if you want to see some change keep your change in your pocket all right, so keep in mind two things. One, oh man, One. it just it just didn't work. I like turtles. There it is. Oh. It just lagged. That's oh. important. That's important. A little levity in this, but also too, we are not advocating for you boycotting or anything with anything your money. We would we would never tell you on how to spend your money. All I would say is that maybe look at me the whole situation and ask yourself if it's worth it reevaluate and see if it's still worthwhile to you go ham support this company they are making the game that we're sitting here that talking about you are sitting here listening to it at whatever rate that you are and we're here for a reason so i like i like hooking whiz kids up when i can and then i like calling them out when i can't so calling them out when i can <laughs> call them out and can't English is hard. Don't worry about it. We try. <laughs> okay, so that's all I've got on my end for the community question. Uh, anything else 
you want to say before we move on? Because I'm actually kind of excited about it. Uh, just to throw one more quick thing in community, I want to give a special shout-out to Lance Miller, who sent me a Captain America principled that I did not have. I really do appreciate that. That means a lot to me. Oh, man, I love you. sweet. Yeah. I did not know that. Very excited. Why do you never tell me anything before we actually start? Because uh, I'm, like, the worst ever at communication. <laughs> I'm just playing with you. We did get an email from... Actually, it's a really nice email, so thank you for the email. It's... Uh, here is the email. It says, Hi, my name is Wes. I've been listening since the original three. You guys are awesome and have definitely made great improvements. Anyway, my girlfriend's birthday is June 2nd, which was yesterday for us. Her name is Lindsay, and she plays clicks too. Always enjoy listening. Keep up the great work. So because we have a, uh, we have a birthday, you know, we like to give the official Dial H for Hero Clicks Arabian birthday. So here you go. Happy! Happy birthday to you. If you would like to hear that atrociously horrible soundbite for yourself or someone in your life that you know, like a player or a judge or someone like that, write into us like Wes did and just let us know whose birthday it is, when it was, and we will hook them up with an official dialect for Heroclix Arabian birthday. All right. Anything else in the whole of community? That is all. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap us up. You can file, follow us at Dial H for Hero Clicks. That is the number four on Twitter. You can follow our page at Dial H for Hero Clicks on the Facebook. And if you want to send us an email like Wes did, just go ahead and send it to Dial H for Hero Clicks at gmail.com. We love getting things from you guys, whether it is a wonderful email like Wes sent. Or if it is a correction, like Mr. Williams sent to us. All of us welcome, and we will do what we can to be an even better podcast for you guys, like we always try to be, hook you guys up with entertainment, give you value in your life. So that's all I got. Calder. All right, awesome. And remember, guys, I'm not a freeloader or anything, but if you do want to send me like a Chase Iceman, an Iceman ID card, like a, you know, a Nelly Storm, <laughs> and a, you know, Storm ID card, I won't say no. Just saying, help a brother with nationals. That's all I can. Before we wrap up entirely, once again, Calder and I will be at Origins here in, let's see, it's the third now, so uh, what? Ten, ten days. days. Oh. Ten days we will be there. So, hopefully you find us, hopefully you'll hang out with us, and we'd love to meet you all. That's it. Let's do it. All right. I can read this out of you now. Dialage for Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Bye, guys! Happy trails. Nice